0: It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent, Terry Story. Terry is a 28-year veteran with Caldwell Banker located in sunny, uh, partly sunny, <laughs> Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. How are you? Thanks for having me, Steve. <laughs> sure. So home prices keep climbing, but sales are not keeping pace because why? There's no there's no inventory. There's no you keep telling us that.
1: Inventory, that nasty little word, yeah. and it is so true, Steve. We keep saying low levels of inventory, low levels of inventory. I'm going to tell you something crazy. I just looked in my particular, you know, city of Boca Raton. Just wanted to see what you could find under three hundred thousand in a single family home. Mm-hmm. One. One. That's it. One. I'm not kidding. I'm oh not even exaggerating. God. Wow. And then I went to some neighboring cities staying east, and there was like two others. So when I say shortage of inventory, I really mean it. And it really is most prevalent in the lower price range. Yeah. So the problem we're having is there's no inventory for first time home buyers to purchase. Hmm. We're down like 17%, a really high number.
0: They're still building huge amounts of rentals in our local area. I mean, downtown Boca Raton. They're putting up these kind of skyscraper type buildings. Almost all of them are rentals. And I guess that's the reason why. But I don't understand why builders aren't taking advantage of this opportunity and, and putting up shanties or whatever they can <laughs> put up there. What's going on?
1: Well, it goes to there's no land and, yeah. you know, the cost of land is expensive. So, you mm-hmm. know, a builder has to look, well, if it's going to cost me X amount of dollars to purchase this property. Where's that number? You know, yeah. what price point do I need to sell the unit, units, homes gotcha, to make a reasonable profit? So wow. that's what we're seeing.
0: What is the median existing home price for a single family these days?
1: Yeah, right, right now it's about 255000 across the country. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it keeps rising.
0: How much higher is that, let's say, from earlier in the year?
1: Well, we're looking at, say, the first quarter, it's up 10%, mm-hmm. and it That's represents a, a 6% rise from the second quarter of last year. Wow. So it's a steady climb. I was looking at some other statistics, and if you look at appreciation, the forecasts are 4% next year, and then it'll start to taper down a little bit, 3%, 3%, 3%, maybe mm-hmm. 2%. Okay. So we have you know many years ahead of us of appreciation, Outside of you know some extraordinary economic influences, we're going to continue to see growth. Demand is certainly outpacing supply, and there doesn't seem to be light at the end of a tunnel.
0: So the most expensive areas in the country are the San Francisco, Silicon Valley type of areas. I don't think that's any surprise. What are some of the cheapest towns in the country and what are those houses going for?
1: Sure. If you look at Youngstown, Ohio, that's about eighty-seven thousand, Cumberland, Maryland, ninety-eight thousand, Decatur, Illinois, about hundred and seven, and Elmira, New York, about hundred and twelve thousand. Those are the places you want to move to.
0: So Terry, but there's plenty of money available for people to borrow to buy these houses and people are actually putting down less money than they ever have.
1: It's true. Twenty percent was the norm, and now what we're seeing the past year past years actually about one point five million borrowers purchasing with less than ten percent. See, basically what's happened, Steve, is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac has brought back the three percent mortgages mm-hmm. and a lot of people are just taking advantage of that.
0: Which is not a bad thing. No, I mean, you know, I think I think these mortgage companies, I think the Fannie Mae's of the world have better data now to be able to figure out who's a worthy buyer or not. I don't think there are any more of these liar loans where, you know, people they put a mirror up to someone's mouth to see if they were I, they were missing the mirror and that would qualify them. I think all that's over with, but it makes you a little nervous.
1: Right. And keep in mind these are first liens. These are mostly single single mortgages, they're not second mortgages. Yeah. yeah. And you still have to have a strong credit score. Actually, they're up about 50 points more than they were During the 2004, 2007 years. So they're stronger and healthier.
0: Mm -hmm. There was some interesting information that you gave me about when you're buying a house that's been flipped, a flipped house. There's some questions you should ask. I think this is incredibly important because it's kind of like when you have a rental car, you know, that you don't really take care of it as good as you take care of your owned car. Right. And I think it may be the same for a flipped house. So, what are some of the questions you should ask?
1: Well, the absolute first question is, who is the seller? Is it an individual or is it an LLC? Well, you say, well, why is that so important? Well, some people use what they will call it a one-off LLC to purchase a foreclosed home. They'll renovate it and then sell the property. But the problem is, after they sell it, the LLC is then liquidated. So then months later, when you know, the buyer finds out there was a defect in the property or with the title, then the LLC has no assets and and then is no longer in existence. So you have no one to go back
0: to. Yeah. So think about that. First of all, it means limited liability corporation. So they have limited liability. Right. And if they create an LLC, you know, for the purposes of handling the money of this flipped house, and then they go out of business or they just close it, you got no recourse. That's big. Right. Yeah.
1: And, you know, one way to see if you know, if you're buying a house and the, and the LLC was just formed, I'd be probably a little leery of it. Mm-hmm. But if it's an LLC that's been in existence for a long time, and yeah. there's probably, you know, less to worry about.
0: Well, we are out of time, unfortunately. My guest, as always, is Terry Story. Terry is a 28-year veteran with Caldwell Banker located in Boca Raton, Florida, and she can be found at TerryStory.com. Thanks, Terry.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve.